Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Hey there, welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb. I'm Rich Levine. Uh, Michael Pian is off today, and so is the NBA. We're in week two of the suspended season. I hope you're all staying safe, keeping everyone else around you safe, uh, keeping your sanity through this isolation. We've got roughly 30 to 40 minutes today of distraction coming your way. But first, as always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever it is you listen. Give us a follow on Twitter. That's at WinningPlaysPod. Shout out to CLNS Media. Shout out to Bet Online. Uh, a special shout out today to all the people out there working at the grocery stores and gas stations and pharmacies. We love and appreciate you all. Uh, Brian Rob, I love and appreciate you very much as well. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm good. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, getting getting a little restless, but if that's the if that's the worst the worst problem either of us, us have, we can we can deal right. with that. We can we can fight deal with that. But in the meantime, um, distractions are in order and welcomed. Um, and since it's literally the only thing happening, you know, we really we don't go outside the box too much at the Winning Place podcast. But yes, um, we, have very, we have we have tunnel vision most of the time. Yes, but uh, the greatest quarterback ever leaving. <laughs> town um is is worthy of discussion and we will get to you know there's plenty of angles to go at this with you know one team athletes and um we'll talk know, about paul, paul pierce paul pierce and pacerics and exactly for and just that comparing the nfl world to the nba world on this front of guys and how the similarities and difference there because i think it is an interesting perspective but for you for someone who you know has closely followed the patriots and, and brady throughout your your whole life here um as most of sadly us it's not my old my 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 whole life that's true i but wish the, i wish i still had that youth in me but your formative my life. your formative years yes um, i grew up i grew up with tom brady i'll say yes that. um but yeah this your uh did you did you see this coming did you expect this and this you any any kind of initial you know let's... i did i did so that's why it's I, i'm t- it's not quite as as rough as i think for a lot of people i kind of, this is exactly i didn't think he was going to tampa that's for sure but sure. uh i kind of was prepared for this it's, you know what it was as soon as the season ended and i saw robert Kraft did that interview with peter king and like that's mm-hmm. where you go when you want to spin some bullshit like to, to start some pr battle it felt like that Kraft was was digging in and like everything was just was headed that way. So I, I said, the only thing I was surprised about was that he went to Tampa, but I kind of felt that he was leaving. And you know what? It might be time. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think, first of all, if he had stayed, all the all the talk would have been about him leaving every time. He, unless they they won the Super Bowl, and I guess that's always, uh, you know, always a possibility when you got Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But I just don't think it would have been nearly as enjoyable as it has been. 
Um, like it might be better just to call it now before it gets worse. Um, and you know, what? and maybe just, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm far from an NFL expert. Watched a lot of, I watched every Patriots game last year for, you know, for the last 20, how many years is Brady here? Is it 20 or 21? I think it's so 2030 pretty much. So like 20. Anyways, I think, I, think I watched every over. game that Brady took under center and it just wasn't the same last year. You can, you can, and it's a part of that obviously is part is, is the receivers, but for me, it was just the number of balls that he just threw away. I knew guys weren't open, uh, but it just seems in today's league with, with like the cornerbacks being as big and strong as they are, like unless you have a guy that can extend plays a little bit uh, better than, than Brady can at this point in his career, it just, just makes it a lot tougher on the rest of your team. And sure, like if he would have taken you know the, the money that the Pats offered, I think that they would have been happy to have him back. I think he's going to go and, and do great in Tampa, especially with the weapons that he has. But like... It just feels like it was time maybe for both sides to go their separate ways. Yeah, I mean, you just look at, like you said, the the way things played out last season made it feel different from, like, that Miami game. I feel like the the Miami game to the end of the regular season where they lost at home, that could have changed this whole situation. Like, you think if so? they win that game, I mean, I, I do because if they win that game, then they don't play the Titans. Like, they get the bye. And then who the hell knows, like you, you could, they could be playing in the conference championship and maybe everyone's like, feels like they're closer to the, to the title at that point and are willing to give in a little bit. Cause it's clearly both sides were dug in the sand on this. And like Brady was like, all right, Belichick, you're not letting me like try to tie things up before halftime in a, you know, in a tie <laughs> game with field possession. And that might like, I think that was like, that was the biggest slap in the face ever. If I was Tom Brady for like, Belichick essentially like running out the clock with two minutes left in a, you know, uh, I forget what the, the score was, but just like just not even giving him a chance to throw and score, like not sure. even that kind of a belief there. I think like that was just like out of all the stuff that it built up, that was I would think like you know as big as anything. Yeah, so I guess for me it would be a matter of whether that would make Brady crack a little bit because I don't think I don't think Belichick's moving on his offer. I don't think he negotiates. I think he's a borderline sociopath. <laughs> I think that really? he is. I think that he's he's locked in. I think the offer was the offer, and maybe if Tom was a little bit more sentimental, if they had gone a little bit closer or whatever it was, but like, because it also doesn't seem like it was necessarily about winning. Like it's hard. It's hard to think that like, you know, not not that the Bucks are going to be horrible with Brady, but you would still think that he has a better chance of winning the Super Bowl uh in new england you know right so i guess it would just i, I don't know i, I just I, it just seems that unless belichick was gonna move a little bit i don't think ultimately brady was gonna was gonna budge regardless of what happened and i'd also and i don't think belichick was gonna move so i think this was sort of destined to happen and uh it, I mean, it would have been nice it would have been nice if if the uh if tom brady's last game with the patriots wasn't you know a, f- a first round loss uh, at home his last pass wasn't a pick six um, you know, there are a lot of different ways for, for it to end, but I think it was ending this year either way. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, it was kind of reminiscent like that at home ugly loss in the playoffs for, for Brady, kind of similar to how Pierce's career ended in Boston with, uh, you know, that game six against the Knicks where they just were, and they, at least they had the comeback in that game, that 20 0 comeback to make it close, um, before, but they were down like 30 points for most of that game. Um, yeah and, and, and Pierce rep- was terrible in that game and I remember one thing that sticks out to me is that when he was taken out for the last time no one even really noticed right like like we kind of and I, and I guess you know we were still back and forth no one was quite sure if that was the end I mean they remember there were so many rumors I mean by that point like 
I think the last two, at least two full year seasons, there were the rumors that anyone might go at any point. Certainly, you know, Ray Allen, but right. um, you know, we knew it was possible. But I remember everyone was just so upset, and I and I forget what else happened, but something happened as he was taken out for the last time, and he kind of just walked off. I don't think anyone even really uh, realized it. Um, so in that way, it, it, it's certainly similar. And like you know, as we talk about Pierce, we want to. You know, we don't want to do Pierce injustice by comparing him to probably the most important athlete. And no, they're in, they're in different tiers, obviously. Like, <laughs> in the in the city, in Boston, the closest history. comparable situation in the modern era, I think. Sure, and and what they meant for this right this era of Boston sports, what they meant to their to their respective franchises, um, and you know, there is something very different about a guy getting traded and then the guy deciding to to leave. Whether or not, you know, I, I personally think that, you know, the, the Patriots played this well. I mean, PR, uh, Kraft is a, is a PR master and has been able to craft this, uh, no pun intended, as, you know, it being more like Tom Brady, you know, we, we wanted him back. He made the decision not to come back. But uh, I think they were both were, were shown the door in just you know, two slightly different ways. Yeah, and there's no question. I, and this kind of like goes into, I think, just the different dynamics of the of the NBA and the NFL in general in this type of a situation when you have a, a, a legend that's, you know, still has something left, but is close to the end of the line. And I don't know. I feel like in the NBA, like in Pierce's situation, he obviously, he never wanted to leave. And I don't, and I think the, the Celtics would have never let him go, like just let him walk for nothing in free agency. If he still wanted to be here, like that was a situation that just never would have, happened like and even obviously it was controversial enough at the time that you know Ainge traded him which was clearly you know an easy choice but he wasn't going to trade him for nothing either um he kind of expected Pierce to to retire as a Celtic and and to rebuild while that process was going on um I feel like whereas a case in the NFL with with Brady here like Belichick would never have that attitude of being like because you always think you can win in the NFL every year no matter what I feel like granted there are teams that rebuild and like retool but i don't think the patriots are at a, that point clearly no i don't think so either and there's also something to be said for the fact that like you know you can you it, regardless of the of the contracts i mean you can play paul pierce fewer minutes right. you can make him a less essential part of the team whereas like you're not going to start splitting snaps <laughs> like if tom yeah. brady is your quarterback <laughs> he is your guy right so right. there's no there, there's no easing that back. Like the quarterback position is just so much different than than anything in basketball. But I I, I do wonder. Like, do you think Pierce would have? I mean, if it got to that, you think Pierce would have been fine doing that? If if they said to him, okay, I mean, I forget what even the contracts necessarily were at that time. But you think he would have taken a lot less money to be like the eighth man on a Celtics team? It's a good question. Like, because it is 2013 at that point. Like, the Celtics. He probably thought okay, we had a bad year in 2012, 2013, like, you know, just things didn't work out. Jason Terry signing was a disaster, and we didn't, they didn't have any depth on that team outside. Of, it's kind of not, there's clearly more talent on this current Celtics team, but it was similar, like, the the bench was barren, um, kind of similar to how this bench is um, for this group. So, but yeah, you do wonder, another two years of them, you know, maybe falling out of the playoffs there and Pierce's role getting reduced, does he decide, hey, you know what, this isn't for me. I, I want to, like, have a chance to win the, my last year or two. Or if he goes, like, the Dirk Nowitzki route and is like, yeah, whatever, just, you know, I'll take a discount and maybe we'll have a chance of making the playoffs every year, but, you know, we're not going to have any chance. I don't know. I don't know how that would have gone. Yeah, maybe he would have left earlier I mean, and, and maybe wouldn't have been 
you know, chasing quite as much because you're looking now and like, you know, his last two years, and it's so funny, he played for for three different teams after he left Boston. You forget that sometimes. Because it was just but, one year in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, so, so he played 20, you know, and clearly he went to Brooklyn to still be the man, you know? He was still carrying that, the, the Paul Pierce, um, you know, the confidence, just that the, the ego was still there. Um, he played 28 minutes a night, and only, it was only averaging 13, 13 uh, points. And then twenty six. But then there was a lot of shots to go around that team. To be fair, like he, he was efficiency wise, that was still a good season for him. Like, sure. Like you had Joe Johnson, you had Darren Williams. Like Brooke Garnett. Lopez got hurt. Garnett obviously. Like there was, you know, he was a, a top two option on that team. He just was wasn't getting the shots that he was getting. You know, in Boston, obviously, he was only getting nine shots a game. But that's the thing is that. Do, do you th- I mean at that point and it's funny because you remember like that Sports Illustrated uh, the cover and and clearly everyone thought that Brooklyn was a legit contender but even at that point in Paul Pierce's career if he was your second best scorer you weren't a contender right and that's I mean that's what they learned <laughs> like they, they thought that Pierce and Garnett went there thinking like okay we can be the third fourth or fifth guys here and then you know Joe Johnson and Darren Williams like those guys can step it up a notch because they have less pressure on them with us playing with them but those guys clearly were never good enough to be those guys, obviously. But do you think that that was Pierce's men- mentality? I mean, obviously they didn't have a choice of, uh, like in the matter of, of going there, but like when you think about what the Nets gave up, you know, it just feels like they still thought that Pierce and Garnett were Pierce and Garnett. Whereas, and this is another difference between Brady and, and Pierce a little bit is that like, you know, it was clear certainly his last season in Boston, but you know, the last couple of years that he he was going down like like the the best of Paul Pierce was was far from a reality, uh, and with Brady, you know I don't know we we still don't know really how much of last year was a matter of the receivers how much of it was uh, you know I guess the receivers or or how much of it w- was Brady you know I I think especially w- with the position he plays where he never needed to move around that much like he wasn't you know losing athleticism was never going to be the problem for Tom Brady. Um, but with Pierce, like you knew, I wasn't worried about him going to Brooklyn and tearing it up, but in Tampa, like, you know, like I said, with those weapons and that offense, there's a good chance that, that Brady is right up at the top of the leaderboard across the board next year. Yeah. I mean, you just look at, I mean, guys like Mike Evans and go in there like Antonio Brown Antonio. Yeah. Well, apparently the reports out, he's not going there now. Really? So yeah. Which is as a reported that. Um, I think it was Ian Rapport. I think it was that was hmm. legitimate, but I mean, we'll see. It's it's early. I think it's a matter um, of if Tom wants him there, and I feel like Tom probably wants him there. Yeah, but you're right. It is. There is some like Brady's was you know Pierce was not a year removed from a Super Bowl. Like he was five years removed. Granted, they did have a heck of a run against the Heat, but that was a group that you know overachieved in the postseason that year and Rondo was the best player and Rondo was the best right and Rondo was you know the one carrying most of the weight in the, in, during that run um, so yeah it is I mean the, the questions of like whether Brady can be at that level um, with a better town around him like that's you know the you're all, you're more optimistic about Brady and Tampa conceivably at least on offense than you were with Pierce and Brooklyn sure but it is the whole dynamics, I mean, the, if you look at Pierce's number at the end of his career, though, like, he still, like, he did average 19 points per game 
in that last postseason for the Celtics. His averages were were atrocious. <laughs> um, but but then even for Brooklyn, like he averaged you know forty seven thirty six um, like for his you know and got to the line three times a game while scoring fourteen points per game for the Brooklyn. So he played well in the postseason when they went down against the Heat. Just like he wasn't again, like you said, he he couldn't be the number two guy on a on a great team he had to be the number you know four guy yeah or just again like that just a veteran that comes in and helps you in a random in a random situation maybe can steal you one maybe two games uh in, a, in the entirety of the playoffs um which is still pretty amazing considering he was like 37 38 years old um but real quick b rob uh, with currently no nba nhl or mlb you might think there's nothing to bet on well you'd be wrong our exclusive partner bet online still has hundreds of sports events and games to wager on, or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. Uh, If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, and stock prices, uh, and even the weather. Wow. (laughs) We're we're, we're digging deep. Uh, Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive a 100% 100 welcome bonus. You hear that? Not just 50, a 100% welcome bonus uh, with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code CLNS50. Uh, Bet online is your online wagering experts. They got the win totals yet on there for NFL, you think? Uh... Well, if you if you if you have like ten seconds of of content yeah. to say well, right so now, I can I, probably I can probably track. I it. know. I assume that the Patriots' favorable odds are probably towards the middle of the pack right now with Brady gone. I wonder yeah, they were how t- much they were twenty to one last I saw. Right. So so I'm sure that's just going to go down as more free agency pans out here. Still favored um, to win the AFC East. I mean that's but I guess. Who are you gonna go? I guess the Bills are gonna be good, but Bills are good yeah. last year. Man. Yeah, they were good last year, and then they just got digs. So yeah, um, that's gonna be tough. But still, still, they're they're in third behind uh, KC and Baltimore right now, ten to one to win the AFC. Wow! Uh, and then twenty-five to one to win the uh, the Super Bowl behind only the Chiefs, Ravens, Niners, Saints, Buccaneers, uh, and uh, Eagles. So how about who, a how about a Buccaneers Patriots Super Bowl? <laughs> that would be in Tampa. Is that um, where the next Super Bowl is? That's where the next Super Bowl is. Yeah. Fuck. Right. Goodell's gonna Goodell's gonna try very very hard to make that happen. It would. And be, Tom Brady is currently twenty to one to win MVP next year. Wow. He certainly that's, has the narrative. I mean, all eyes will be right there. So I mean, going back, let's look at you know the Pierce situation a little more towards the end of his run we kind of like looked I mean I guess the cool thing in relation to Brady that I really hope that we get is the return to you know Gillette Stadium one time just and because going back I think out of all of you know having covered the Celtics for um as reported for over like 10 years now I think still think that's like has to be the coolest game atmosphere I ever you know witnessed firsthand um, was the night he came back uh, with KG as a Brooklyn net with just the the chance all game long the the video which like led to 
one of the standing longest standing ovations you will ever hear. It's like, and for that to have appears, I just can't imagine what that would be like, you know, in, in for, for for Brady for in that kind of and how that would just play into the the game itself. Yeah. So is it? It would be next October, <clears throat> October twenty one, right? Or sometime during the season twenty one, like right? Yeah, I mean that would be really special. I guess that's another uh, carrot to, to dangle in front of Brady. I mean, I, I really do believe he's he's unless he gets injured and, and all it takes is one hit. Obviously, um, you know, I really do believe he's going to play to forty five. I think it's I think that because every you know that and that's the thing. And like everyone was saying like when they were talking about the reasons he wouldn't leave New England is that you know his brand is winning and he's got to win. And it's like no, his I think his brand right now is just playing. His his brand is longevity. That's what TB twelve is about and. And as you know, he wants to be the guy to play until forty-five. I think that helps sell a lot of books. That's a good, uh, it's 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 a good uh, subtitle, and you know, on every book you have. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think he's gonna do everything he can to get there, you know, regardless of that. But no, that would be that would be really cool. Um, I know that that would be. I don't know. Uh, who do you who do you root for? <laughs> I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens to the Patriots in the next year and a half. I mean, if uh, I'm not even sure how to say his last name, is it Stidham? Stidham. Stidham. I read run run report from some guy some guy NFL scout that was saying that he thought that that he was a steal in the fourth round and thinks that this is the guy that 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 Belichick is. I mean, I don't know if he's, he's if he's Jimmy, but uh, someone that Belichick might be pretty comfortable with moving forward. Do you think Danny Ainge, like in a football setting, does the same thing here as Belichick? Um, like, or do you think the dynamics here were different because I think there is baggage on both sides for years between, like, you know, that we'll never, we'll probably start to hear more and more about. Like, there's clearly plenty of smoke between Brady and Belichick over the years. I mean, I don't, you can't have recently. a relationship with Bill Belichick without there being right some sort of smoke. You know, that's that's who he is. That's he. He is why, why he's always in control. It doesn't matter who he's dealing with. You know, he's gonna he's gonna do what he can to have the advantage over you mentally, physically, uh, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I think it's a little different. Do I think that that uh, Ainge would trade Tom Brady? I do for sure. But would he let him walk in free agency like this? Um. Yeah, I mean, I like you know, but like he he didn't let him walk. I mean, he gave, he made an offer. Right, you can only do, do so we, much. I it mean, was, I, I don't think it was. We a didn't even know offer. that, though. Right, like, <clears throat> I, I'd be curious to see how that ever comes out. Like, if we hear, I mean, we hear so many versions of it, like in terms of what happened, and like, oh, we were waiting to hear what Brady wanted from us from the Pat side, and like, just the spin zone on both sides. Of this will will make it so, like, no one ever knows the true story. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, my take is that that the Patriots made an offer last august and that's the offer i mean belichick like i said i don't think belichick is one for really negotiating i think he decides what a player is worth to him within the scheme of his salary cap and you know everything he's got planned and that's the offer and you can take it or leave it you know and i i and i wonder i wonder if if brady came back with with a much bigger deal if if they would have just gone back and he probably would have offered less than he did originally you know right um but uh yeah, I mean, I th- I think that Ainge. I don't think Ainge would would screw himself long term or, or or hurt hurt the Celtics. You know, flexibility just to to, to make a sentimental move to to bring a, a Tom Brady back. I think he would he would decide what he's worth, make him what he thinks is a fair offer, and then 
you know, deal with it. Again, I think it's made a, a little bit different. And obviously it's a lot different with the NBA and the NFL, but that's just my take. That's how I feel Ainge has approached pretty much everything. Yeah. I mean, I guess you just look like the two drastic differences for the NBA that this goes is like the, you have the exception of like someone like Kobe who the Lakers just, you know, maybe they just saw like, listen, we don't want to lose him for any reason at the end of his career. Cause we need him for, you know, just the marketing purposes. So we're going to overpay. They just him. launched their new, their own cable channel. And, and exactly. Like, right. So they're like, all right, we're going to, here's $25 million a year for your twilight. Like, okay. That obviously was never going to happen here and really doesn't happen if anyone in the NFL period, just how that goes. And then, but then the alternative is like Dirk Nowitzki. And that's again, the player kind of giving in and who knows what was promised to him after the fact, um, you know, down the line by Mark Cuban. Um, but that was what Brady was going to have to do here. It seems like, and that never, you know, he clearly had drawn a line in the sand, but like, that's, I feel like you're going to have more of those down the line, like the Dirk situations than you would with the Kobe's for anyone left in the NBA realm uh, that could potentially play their whole career of one team. Right. And again, obviously, you know, maybe the Lakers knew that they're the Lakers and they have the ability to draw some stars, but if, if they hadn't got LeBron, they'd, they'd still be paying for, right. for a lot for, for how they handled <laughs> the Kobe situation. You know, <clears throat> they left them, themselves in, in, a, in a really tough spot. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, it's these guys are. It is a different generation, you know. And I think that the Pierce is. Uh, I mean, and again, Pierce ended up playing four years. For, I mean, sorry, with four different teams in the NBA, he was right. a far from one timer. It's like once you're, you once you peel that initial bandaid off, I guess it's much easier. Just become a mercenary, and uh, and it doesn't really matter how many teams you play for because you didn't play for one. But I can't imagine that there that is. Is there anyone right now in the league that you? could envision playing their entire is jason tatum gonna play his whole career with the yeah i was just gonna bring that up i think that's that's someone who has good as a chance as anyone right now i mean steph curry i think is yeah, gonna be I, mean, I i think that's the one guy who i can see you know concessions being made of any kind for that but then you know i don't know obviously all the spurs guys are out are done um and then i'm just trying to think of anyone off the top of my head that would have that type of cachet, but even, you know, like an Embiid in Philly conceivably, but who knows, like that could blow up in the next couple of years anyway. But like, sure. As far I mean, as young I, guys who are on that track, it's not, it's not a long list. Yeah. And I've always kind of felt that, uh, Curry might go back and play a year or two with the Hornets. when it's all said and done. Hmm. It's where he grew, like, you know, it's where he grew up and his dad, you know, wear the same uniform his dad did. Uh, I know that was his favorite team growing up, obviously. I mean, if your dad plays on the team, it's a pretty good chance that you're going to like that team. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, not, I don't think he – not when he's a star necessarily, but that's one place where it I kind of made sense. Um, and I don't know. Like, like obviously, we're not sure that Giannis is going to stay. I think if, if Giannis can, can somehow stays this time, maybe there's a better chance. Because that, that's the contract where you make or break, you know, whether or not you're going to stay with the team, right? This right. next big one, when you're the superstar, when you still haven't won the title, you're still not entirely sure. I guess at this point, the, like, the, the Bucks are the favorites, or were the favorites to win the title, right? Yeah, though they still should be. I mean, maybe the Lakers had better odds, but like, I just felt like they were the best team. So he hasn't, but like, he's a guy that I could potentially see. Um, other than that, like, 
there isn't really anyone. I mean, it's just we've seen it. We've seen it so many times. It doesn't matter who you are. I mean, look at like Russell Westbrook, like last year. He'd probably be in the top of the list of like, oh yeah, that's a guy who's going to be in OKC forever. And then just like that. Like, and now he'll probably be on someone else beyond Houston hope, at some point, right? Oh yeah, no question. So it is. I mean, there's, but I guess, well, with, for Tatum, I've seen this article kind of, or question thrown out a couple of times in the last week with Brady gone like, is Tatum like the face of you know the Boston sports now, as far as like a you know a bar a bar stool question like a or a bar room question I should say like yeah better word um, I I think it's there for the taking right I mean I don't know I mean I, I are we gonna count any Bruins I guess it's just yeah like, like I think Bruins is like the only I mean is like Edelman or like Tatum right now like it's probably it's like, I mean, Edelman maybe because of just the popularity of the sport over basketball still, but, sure, or the team more than the sport. But like, and he's still got that. He's that that last you know one of the last connections to Brady, right? Um, but but like, there's no one on the Red Sox. Like, I mean, I guess like Xander, I guess, but they're just in such a it's just a know, funk, yeah, funk right now that like. And by the way, as we're recording this, Chris Sales having. Tommy John surgery. I saw that. It was just seems like a good time. Good time, <laughs> right? For, for that, like to happen, honestly, if it's gonna happen, right? Oh, and sidebar, for like, do you think there's any chance? This is totally off topic, but like, you think Kemba would have anything done to his knee right now? Like, if, uh, or do you think it's a situation where it's just like, well, you're gonna get an off season full rest at the minimum right now, and like, you know, would that's that's the first that's the primary way to take way to take care of it yeah i mean i think i think if it'll make it better sure you know why not i mean it's just like maybe it's a slippery slope once you start you know cutting yourself open but like i i don't see any reason not to i mean again i mean if they say to him you'll you'll, you'll be just you'll you'll be just as just as as good or maybe even better if you don't have surgery that you can just you know keep, keep your keep some sort of normal routine in terms of working out and you'll be all right by the time i don't know like were they they're hoping maybe June or you know, August at the latest? I have I have no idea. Like, what do you think? Are you, do you are you what's your your guess one to ten on on there there being a season at all? I think You're I'm pretty a, confident. I'm a, like a you know an eight that there'll be a season at some point before the next season starts. I just think there's two. You know, everyone even if it's something as absurd as like you know straight into the playoffs in like three game series or five game series something they they'll want to have something to have a posting there for the financial implications and just for like you can't you know and just to have some kind of finality to a year where you played enough games like most teams played 65 games like right there should be a champion you can't just to have that in the record books without nothing i mean granted obviously if if no games are played for the rest of 2020 period then yeah okay then maybe it's full cancellation but i think there's there's hope and some even if it's not in front of fans like they'll, they'll do something sure no i th- i i agree with you um but yeah you know talking about kemba yeah i i, I think that every, i think anything's in play right now you know i i don't know you know, i don't know how, how you uh, the 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 situation at hospitals where it even he'd right, have to that surgery, might be an issue. You know? Sure, <laughs> that might be that might be tough too. I know the Celtics have a lot of connections, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, and I hope that that everyone would. It'd be, you know, it would be nice if if there is somehow if we are able to enjoy some semblance of an end of an NBA season. It would be nice to see everyone there. You know, it is. It would be a little bit of a silver lining. You know, where every year in the NBA, it seems by the time the you know the last couple rounds of the playoffs roll around, there are just so many injuries that are that are just changing the the face of everything that you spent the last six months talking about these random injuries becomes a war of attrition in many ways so it would be cool it's almost like in college football you know the championship game when they give them like six weeks off right um it's kind of like that and give everyone a chance to 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 get healthy and i mean at this point g league games would be fun to watch but it would be pretty cool to watch uh everyone going full steam and uh have the NBA back, right? and unfortunately, we have, uh, you know, we we got a little little bit of time before we can even start uh, considering that. But, but it, uh, it does it does feel like the Celtics have you know been a top five amongst teams in the league in terms of who benefits from just getting everyone you know from several months of rest for their roster, whether and not just Kemba, like you know, Gordon Hayward, Robert Williams, like obviously Jalen's hamstring is not a big deal, but they're they were more, and when you have a top-heavy r- roster that's like logging lots of minutes, like if you essentially get an off-season arrest heading into the postseason, like you feel better about that than the teams that have tons of depth and don't need to wear guys down. Like the the advantage the Bucks built up from resting Giannis so much for all these games, like obviously is pretty much gone now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, which is again, like, not a big like. Who cares? Like, whatever. If they get to play, like, no one's gonna care about this. Um, they're just gonna be happy to play. But it is the dynamics of this is just gonna be, like you said, it's gonna be so long away. But it will be a, a very unique uh, postseason from that standpoint. Yeah, just to bring it full circle, it's gonna be pretty unique to have uh, someone not named Tom Brady playing quarterback for the Patriots next year. Who do you want to, to finish things off here? I think I'm uh, I'm I'm I'll, I'm I'm with Jarrett. You're Stidham. Yeah, I, you don't I'm, want a competition. You don't want anyone to come in to push to, to push him out of the gate. I mean, sure, it'd be something nice to to talk and yell about, and and you know, and for people to to yell about, especially every time Stidham like has a a tough game. You know, we can just it, and I think Bel- Belichick would probably like having the competition in there just to push Stidham a little bit. He certainly doesn't want him to think that it's his job. You know, he wants to make him think he's got to, he's got to, he's got to bust his ass every second of the every day to get it. But I think I, I'm going to go with him. And and again, I I don't know very. I didn't even know how to pronounce his name when we started this podcast. <laughs> but um, from from just a little that I've read, I think I'm comfortable with just seeing what he has at least. You know, I don't I don't think you're investing. You're not going to let a whole season slip away. But as long as it looks like he's making progress and then, then they really think that he had because obviously they saw it in Brady they didn't think they didn't know that he was going to be Tom Brady but they said this is someone who has what it takes to run you know an NFL team to to be a quarterback that you know even if he doesn't win you every game is not going to lose you many and if Stedham can do that Stedham can do that with all the other advantages that you get from having Bill Jebel- Belichick you know as your head coach all the inches that he wins you and all the you know just the strategic advantages. I think that if you have a guy that's not, just not going to make a ton of mistakes and every once in a while can can make a big throw when he needs to, I think that's a winning uh, formula for a Bill Belichick team. And until I'm proven otherwise, I'm going to say that Stidham has it. Well, there you go. That's winning what about you? plays. What's your, what's that's your... winning plays. Uh, I think they bring in some random veteran. Um, Phil Sims. And yeah, Phil Sims. <laughs> 
Scott Zolak, um, Andy Dalton. Hmm. Who know Cam Newton? I mean, I don't think they'll bring in Cam Newton, but he's supposedly might get cut here too. Who there's they'll bring in someone random, um, but it'll probably be I agree. Like best case scenario is like I feel like Stidham getting it, you know, being good enough to to just take the reins there, and then you you see what he can do. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see what we can do with this podcast moving forward. Week uh, week two, week two is almost in the around. books. Brady talk. So next week we'll be doing some Bruins analysis. <laughs> Chris Sale, Tommy John talk. No, we'll be. Well, if you guys have ideas for stuff you want us to talk about, we have some ideas we'll be throwing around ourselves. But uh, definitely get at us uh, at Winning Plays Pod on Twitter at Brian T Rob at Rich underscore Levine. And um, yeah, maybe we'll next week will just be us checking in on Mike to make sure he's okay. Yeah, I um, hope he's. I hope he's all right. But um, no, he's all right. We're just kidding. We don't want to raise any suspicion. Yeah, we, no, Mike yeah. is good. He's just working hard. Exactly. But we'll be. Uh, we'll be back at full strength with some. Uh, you know, any way to provide a distraction in the meantime. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. Uh, take care of each other, and um, we'll talk to you guys next week.